Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And my name is Harold. Harold. <laughs> this is getting ready for today's episode guys yes um and if you if you can't guess what we're gonna be doing right now you don't know us very well um again this is two fanboys and the filthy casual um we are here back again um on zoom because it turns out we still can't kill the uh damn uh what do you call this covid19 so yeah, yeah. we're still back here and we're hopefully still bringing you the joy and um you know and 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 joy Laughter? Oh, yeah. Question mark? Joy, luck. Oh, geez. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> damn it! Uh, it's gonna be one of those days. <laughs> well, um, today we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about a um a, a one of the newest MCU movies, Shang Chi, um, and hence the uh, a, a little of a, a joking around that we have right now. But before we get to Shang Chi, uh, we are gonna be starting with Trailer Park. Um, Lewis's uh, creation here, where we talk about the different, well, trailer uh, trailers that have just been popping out, and a lot of really exciting stuff uh, for for us. So, Lewis, take us away for Trailer Park. Yep, for this week's Trailer Park, we actually got a few new looks uh, this last few days. So, uh, lots to talk about. First off, let's talk about one of the trailers for a movie series that um, I guess has been 14 years in the meeting or 15. Uh, we're talking about matrix resurrection. Uh, the trailer dropped just this past Whoa. week. <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, that was amazing. Neo. So we got our first look at, yeah, Keanu Reeves back in the role of Neo uh, set, you know, years after the, um, you know, the, the trilogy that we don't really quite talk as much about. I think the, the, the original series started off on such an incredible high note, but then two movies afterwards uh, was not the greatest follow-ups. So let's see if uh, Lana Wachowski captures that same excitement in this new, um, yeah, I guess the fourth installment of the series, uh, Matrix Resurrection. So I think everybody's had a chance to, to see it. Um, what did you guys think about, yeah, the newest trailer for The Matrix? I'll start. Um, it's really difficult um, to determine whether or not I liked it because, again, you, you looked at it. You look at it. There's a lot of promise. And as somebody, I think Mooney was a uh, was was uh, um, in one of our chats was talking about. You know, it it's pretty much looks exactly the way we thought number two and number three were. Where when we watched it, there was like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. Um, you know, this is gonna be a mind trip. This is gonna be blah 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 blah. And I think for now, I've, you know, it's I, I've been burnt before, and yeah. I I really really I'm coming into this, um, you know, really hesitant. But I have to tell you, I am still hopeful. Um, there are a lot of scenes that I, I thought, a lot of um, images that uh, you know that uh, I liked. Now the fact that you have John Wick, um, you know, reprising his role once again, um, and um, and you, you see Trinity, so you're kind of confused uh, which movie and which series this is. And then all of a sudden, you get a young Morpheus. So 
I honestly don't know where Lana Wachowski is going to be uh, putting us in here, but you, you can see a lot of the trademark, um, you know, um, uh, VFX that's that's going to be happening. You, you can see a lot of the the typical, you know, like the the mind bending um, ideas that we have. So at least for me, you know what? I, I, it, it was a pretty good um, in reintroduction into the Matrix for me. Um, I thought the, the trailer started out very interesting because the first voice that you hear right off the bat is NPH. Oh, and yeah. That's right. I, I got, and it bookended beautifully with the other guy, or I don't know if he's another psychiatrist or psychologist, but it's Jonathan Groff. Like, um, yeah, I, I saw one of the biggest jokes was hopefully that Jonathan Groff doesn't get any spittle onto Neo when he's talking to him like he did. <laughs> much so in Hamilton. Um, but yeah, I was actually not, I really went into this. I'm trying like as much as possible. Like I always tell you guys, I, I love going into things, not knowing any information about anything because it's just a surprise. And I didn't know that um, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, the guy that played uh, the Manta in Aquaman and is mm-hmm. also the Candyman in the mo- new movie Candyman. Um I did not know he was playing a young version of Morpheus. I just thought he was like some other character that they were like, you know, how they had Bloodsport instead of uh, Deadshot. I thought they were just trying to be like, you know, he could be Horpheus or some some other <laughs> garbage like that. But no, playing a, a newer version, like a younger version of Morpheus because, you know, Lawrence Fishburne is busy making John Wick 4, which also stars Keanu Reeves. Yeah, with the same facial hair. With the same exact like, I, I don't know why they didn't bother differentiating between Neo and John Wick at this point. Like, in um, Bill and Ted Face the Music, sometimes Bill or Ted doesn't have facial hair. So it's like, oh, yeah, he's Ted again. Yeah, but no, exactly. you, you got to stick with the John Wick motif and keep on keeping him, like, doing what he's doing and his usual stuff over there. So it was like, I get that... Um, a lot of people were disappointed in Revelations and Reloaded. Um, I, I actually like Reloaded. Um, and the, if you cut out a lot of the crap in uh, um, uh, Revolutions, it is a movie. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, so I, I don't like it's it, but it, it ended in, to me, it ended in a, like a definite ending. I was like, okay, it's done. The Matrix no longer exists. Everything is back to brand new. Here we go. And then now they're like, no, no, no. Uh, we're taking him back into the Matrix. Just him and just Trinity. And then we'll Screw see how everybody else. Goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody else doesn't matter. And I'm looking at the cast and I'm like, I don't know how Christina Ricci fits into this. Uh, where Priyanka Chopra is going to fit herself into this. Even though she's married to one of the Jonas brothers. And then it's like oh, this. This Harold, is the most. We all know that Christina Ricci is really good at reaching out to ghosts. You know, so um, that's how we're going to be able to get Morpheus, uh, Neo's body or and spirit back. Uh, she just needs to find a baseball signed by Duke Snyder, and then um, Neo will find his true passion and 
reason for coming back. But yeah, I mean, yeah. overall, yeah. Is she just gonna have to talk to cousin it to try to get her back? <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna keep throwing her into stuff. <laughs> How many other movies did you, I, I can't think of anything else that she was in? So sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, she did stuff. Uh, she, I don't know. I got nothing, guys. Sorry, she's fantastic. <laughs> but like overall, if you had taken, if like it's it's one of those things that take out previous incarnations aside, it looks very interesting. And yeah, definitely because of the fact, like I said, I don't know where this is going. I'm very interested to see in general how this thing ends up playing. So is it is it again the first um, part of another trilogy? I I mean, did, is that what they're working with, or or is, is this it just John a one four? Is this John Wick's four and a half? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. John Wick adjacent. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel you guys on that one. I got to echo the same sentiment. Like the fact that he didn't shave his facial hair or cut his hair. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a little confusing as a as a as a consumer, I guess. But um, but uh, I am also intrigued with the mystery of like, what is it exactly that they're setting up here? And, you know, where's the movie going to go? Because the, the trailers for as long as it was only a minute and a half or uh, it was under a two minute uh, or two minutes and change trailer. It doesn't really explain a lot. Like uh, Dennis, I, 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 it doesn't even really explicitly say Yaya Mateen is the new Morpheus, but I guess if you got two eyeballs and you've seen the original trilogy, you're like, okay, so he is, uh, that's supposed to be the new guy. He has um, sunglasses, bro. Yeah. And he's bald. No, and he's he bald. Has, it's not even that he has sunglasses. It's he has sunglasses with no frame. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, so you're, you're sitting autom- on his nose. <laughs> you're automatically just supposed to be like, "Well, that's Morpheus," because nobody else can pull off that look. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Then, like the Matrix, uh, the franchise in itself is kind of like a funky thing, dude. Like it's it's literally like on the power of one. Like I mean, yeah, let's be perfectly honest. A really amazing first movie and like it's got us a, a bunch of or not uh, two sequels a bunch of like the animatrix like shorter series uh, shows which i think i i can't remember all of them but i do remember liking a bunch of uh smaller stories and i guess some video games on the playstation 2 or 3 that were really you know pretty good i guess uh when it comes to the lore and and kind of the background Dude, of, if of, you've of, never of- played the uh the the matrix video game it is amazing is it real okay okay like so, but- but like the, this was the, like before Batman and like Spider-Man did the, the whole like, uh-huh. you know, uh, like uh, those games. This is like the first time you really had like that type of like, you know, action oh. reaction type game. Nice, dude. Okay. Ex- except the collision in that game was horrendous. Sometimes. Oh, true. <laughs> and I would end up doing like uh, 360 spin kicks in the middle of a wall while my head stayed in one place, nice, which ha- haunted me for months upon end. But welcome to the Matrix. <laughs> but welcome to the Matrix. Exactly, and such a fun, fun thing. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, um, I liked it. I dug it. It is very interesting. But again, I mean, we're at the point now where like I think, you know, b- between uh you know, Force Awakens and Creed and all the other and even Cobra Kai, like we're we're trying to reinvigor- reinvigorate, excuse me, these like franchises that we loved growing up, but like who are they really targeting to? And, like, is it obviously it's gonna be for the folks that loved watching it back in the 90s, but like you know, are, are the next generation of kids and, and viewers and uh consumers gonna really dig into it? So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so on that note, I guess let's give it a verdict. Is uh, the Matrix Resurrection uh, Trailer Park Gold or Trailer Park Trash for you guys? I'm going to give it tra- Trailer Park Gold. Uh, it actually okay. made me want to watch it, uh, which is at least for me the, uh, the the key thing when when I'm giving these scores. So Trailer Park Gold for me. Gotcha. Um, I'm with Dan on this uh, Trailer Park Gold. It 
such a throwback to a series that I didn't know I wanted to continue. But the fact that they're kind of sticking to, you know, despite the lack of Agent Smiths or any Joe, oh, Joe yeah, Pantoliano in this thing, um, it's got me, you know, very curious about to see where that is. And uh, I'm fine with watching this movie as long as I don't sit next to my buddy who I sat next to the original Matrix with. Because literally when we watched that movie, as soon as uh, Morpheus did the reveal on what the Matrix was, you know, that whole like spiel that took him like 10 minutes, my buddy turned to me and said, I have no idea what that guy just said. Can you explain it real quick? <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, um, H, what would happen if Jonathan Groff and NPH were the new agents? You know, NPH looks exactly like how an agent should look. Like NPH dressed as any of his costumes as Barney Stinson would be perfect with sunglasses on it. And uh, Jonathan Groff, based on the kind of villain he can play in both Glee and Hamilton, like, you know, it just makes you kind of uh, interested to see that kind of casting. Like, if, dude, here's the thing. If both of the agents started singing in harmony, yes. because I know they're both Broadway guys. Yes, dude. Then this movie gets it. That movie is automatic win. A like, plus. <laughs> Anytime you can get any of those guys to sing anything, I'm there. Two thumbs way up <laughs> automatically. Um, okay, so for the next trailer park, I think let's go. Actually, you guys brought up the video games and uh, how much you guys love the old uh, Matrix video games. So this last week, PlayStation actually had a little bit of a, excuse me, uh, showing off all of their new games coming up in the next year. Not even this holiday, but I guess the next year or so. So um, for the sake of time, let's just kind of lump in all of the, the trailers that they threw out. So uh, one of them was obviously for Spider-Man 2, uh, one of the biggest uh, you know, uh, console exclusives to the PlayStation this last few years, uh, as well as God of War uh, Ragnarok. So you guys have your PlayStations. You guys have played it. I, unfortunately, am uh, hashtag Team Xbox, so I haven't had a chance to play those. But they look super interesting. Um, so, what did you guys think about the new look for this? Uh, this the sequels coming up on uh, the PlayStation. H. Um, I was actually besides that, I'm more interested in seeing the fact that they're making a Wolverine game. Oh yeah, dude! By Insomniac. Insomniac, as not it's not that Miles Morales is crappy, and like I mentioned before, it was just yeah, too, super it, yeah. short, and like it was literally supposed to be just like a. Like an, it should have been just an add-on instead of a full-on game, but from the quality of work that they do, I, that game was so much fun. Obviously, me and Dennis have had a great time playing the original Spider-Man, and then had them going the direction of you know Spider-Man Two. Like the the great thing about the original Spider-Man was the villains in it, and that's what kind of sucked about Miles Morales was there's really no there's literally no villains. It was it was all just you know just thugs mindless faceless thugs um and then you have this where it's like oh yeah we're gonna bring back some of the other villains but at the same time let's explore more of the sinister six that we didn't bring out in the last one and i for for a second to me it looked like they were hinting that maybe craven was going to be one of the villains and then at the very end they just dropped the fact it's gonna be venom and it's like venom was the only real character anyone ever really wanted in the original spider-man series and to have him here as the main villain, if it's like one of the old games where like if Peter's just chilling and all of a sudden Venom starts chasing him, dude, that's a game. Um, I'm buying this game for sure, obviously, because I'm one of the lucky douchebags that has a PlayStation <laughs> yeah. 5 here. And 
the fact that I've had so much fun. It's it's literally a series that plays very similar to the Arkham series. And you guys know I love that's probably my favorite series of all time. But if this game is as good as the original Spider-Man, then this might be on the same level as the Arkham games. And then in that same token, if the Wolverine game plays anything like those games and is Wolverine and X-Men based, then that might just be on par with everything else. Because I trust the way Insomniac does uh, those, those are games and I'm looking forward to it. Not so much a fan of uh, I am a fan of God of War. It's a fun series. It just for me, it starts out. They all the games start out really slow and I kind of hate games like that. Give me a game where you're throwing me into fighting a million people right away, mm-hmm. like any kind of Arkham or Spider-Man game. And I'm into it. So we'll see. Uh, with I with H, um, you know, I've tried and I've played uh, God of War uh, in its different um, incarnations, um, but in the end, you know, it's it's never really that memorable for me. Uh, play uh, the the Spider-Man game definitely was something that um, like th- that blew my mind when I when I first got it. Um, I remember spending way too much time playing that game. Um, never had an opportunity to play the Miles Morales yet, um, so I'm maybe just maybe um, I'll get to do that, but. To be honest with you, until I get my hands on that PS5, whatever is being shown by PS5, I don't really give a damn at this point mm. because I'm going to pretend like it doesn't exist. So it doesn't hurt me or hurt my soul at this point. So Or your wallet. Well, I'm OK. Sony can, um, can um, hurt my wallet anytime that it wants. Uh, you guys know I have an unopened PS5 in my other room, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to be playing Rochambeau for it. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's gonna be a, a triple threat yeah, match. You if, gotta play. Uh, you're playing Rochambeau against the guy with a broken wrist, so um, he can't close his hand. So I'm gonna be sure he's going with paper every time. <laughs> it's paper or scissors, dude. <laughs> That's all he's got. That's all he's gonna run. Um, for me, dude, I think my uh, as a like I said, so as somebody without a PlayStation, I think the best thing I can give the the play the PlayStation uh, showcase they had is that the trailers really made me want to get one. So like that's indicative of like how hype these trailers were, and you know not to I, I think Dennis at the last um, podcast we recorded was talking about FOMO, how he felt uh, left out when everybody was at the Dodger game. I I had the same feeling when I was watching this, and I'm sitting uh, and I'm going on Twitter and Instagram and seeing all the comments and all the hype of like, dude, I think that was Craven in the in the in the Spider-Man trailer. Venom might be the enemy, or might even be like a playable character. And Venom, like Harold already said, like if if Wolverine is any good or is anything close to the other Insomniac games, it's going to be bonkers. Even if it's like half as good as like Ratchet and Clank or Spider-Man, like it's going to be amazing. Uh, So yeah, uh, um, your freaking open world where you're Wolverine, that's got to be incredible just for the costumes and stuff. So yeah, for me, like the, the, the biggest like indication of how well they did it is the fact that, yeah, I really want to get one. I, uh, and Harold already premised that he has a boxer and I already hit him up. Like, uh, as soon as the uh, trailers uh, came out. So on that note, like, yeah, let's give it a, a verdict. Uh, Sony's uh, PlayStation um, little ex- exhibit, uh, exhibition a few days ago, uh, Trailer Park uh, Gold or uh, Trash? Just because it hurts my soul that I can't get it get it yet, um, I'm going with Trailer Park Trash. <laughs> uh, 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 go ahead, H. No, go ahead, Lee. I was going to say gold just for the exact same reasons that I said, like if it make me want to buy a freaking four or $500 console plus 50, $60 games at a pop, then that means they did their job. And like the hype train is, uh, is starting and I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I'm ready to get one for the holidays. 
I'm going to call it trash because I feel bad that I'm playing these games by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, well, I guess that's the one. I'm thing just I'm kidding, gonna... man. Two, my oh. other two, two of my other best friends have a PS5 and we'll probably play that stuff. Yeah. All his better best friends have a PS5. <laughs> and get, and just, just as a side trailer here, side trailer or whatever. But uh, you know what the free game for PS5 this month is? Mm. Is the Overcooked series. Oh, okay. I had to pay and for those. <laughs> I realized how trash I am in the Overcooked series, apparently, because my multitasking brain does not work. <laughs> and for some reason, it's the one game that Lewis is really, really good at. I am amazing at cooking and running shit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let me run this pot of onion soup for some reason. But, but again, it's just really that Lewis has a brain of a bureaucrat, you know? <laughs> You need to make that money, you know. Like, know. like my my characters need to kill stuff and maim or assassinate people. Yeah, no, and then Lewis's yeah. needs to make the perfect soup, <laughs> and then get paid for making that perfect. And soup. then get paid and move on. Let's go. All right. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Last trailer that just dropped actually today um is the first look at Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. I think that's how her name's pronounced. Uh, our first look at the next Marvel Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. So, yeah, uh, if you didn't know, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's character, is getting his own spinoff uh, episodic miniseries on Disney Plus. This, I guess, is coming winter after um, What If wraps up in a few day in a few episodes. Um, so, yeah, what did we look? What do we think of our first look at Hawkeye and Haley Sanfeld as the Hawkeyes? Hawkeyes? Hawkeye. Sorry. It- confused the crap out of me like you know how we've talked about it every single you know uh, um, like after i'd say after iron man when um when uh 5g finally kind of figured out the formula to the mcu you now they realized okay we can't have the same thing over and over again we have to have like a little you know like uh, a little like um like uh, uh, the genre you know like with with um with uh, 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 Captain America, um, not Civil War. Um, uh, crap, the, the best one of the um, of the series um, where oh, they they show you? Bucky. Um, you know th- that one was like a espionage uh, type 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 show. You have heist movies with um, with uh, with Ant Man and all these mm-hmm. things. So I'm trying to figure out and trying to wrap my brain around what. Hawkeye is, it's, it's you know it's not a buddy comedy like um, you know Captain uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier. It's not a um, you know a genre d- uh, busting um, you know show like uh, WandaVision. Like I was kind of confused. Like okay, you have um, you know you have Hawkeye with his daughter who we saw was shooting was really good at um, at uh, bow and arrows. Uh, but for some reason now you're training somebody else uh, who took your, you know, your persona. And so is this going to be where uh, like a comedy where, you know, oh, my or, or like a drama where where the daughter's like, how come you can't train me? You know, and uh, I don't want you know, I don't want your life type type of thing. I, 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 varsity blues. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on with this movie, to be honest with you. And it's 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 really bugging me. Because Haley, I, I, I'm a fan of Haley Steinfeld. I'm a fan of Jer- Jeremy Renner. Uh, I'm a fan of Bow and Arrows. Um, this is like a, <laughs> this is like the perfect storm for me. 
and I can't put my 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 I can't wrap my my head around this this one. Is it a comedy? Is it action? Is what I, I don't know. So confused at this point. Yeah, um, I think I I kind of liked it. I kind of dug it because um, so I read the um the comic book that this uh, the series is based on. So yeah, to, to I'm I'm not jumping to answer the questions that Dennis posed because you're right. Like maybe there is a little familial conflict in there and all that stuff. But like in the comic book, it, yeah, comic book, uh, in the comic book, like it, it it does play it a little more comedic. So it almost feels like. Um, I mean, not that Die Hard was a comedy, but it is like a little bit more of a, the Die Hard set. Uh, like even from the trailer, from the little bit that we saw, you saw that like you know uh, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's character is like bandaged up, he's icing himself. So I, I know that was like the funniest or best part about uh, Die Hard, at least, is that you know the, finally we have a hero that you know it was a 180 from the 80s. Uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Sloan characters where like this dude got hurt and he got bumped around and he got bruised and bled. So maybe that's what they're pulling off with Hawkeye. Like, obviously, that's the running gag for this guy. It's like he's just got a quiver full of arrows um, trying to hang with a freaking God of Thunder and Iron Man and Captain America. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like, yeah, this kind of like a grounded uh, street level hero as opposed to, yeah, like like the other Disney plus series. Like it's not going to be like the freaking, uh, you know, uh, time traveling multiversal Loki or, or WandaVision, I guess. And not even as big as a, you know, the world, uh, world traveling, uh, uh, Falcon and winter soldier. So I guess it'll be a little bit more local, a little more street level. So that, I think it'll, it'll play to, to, to Hawkeye's strength at least. And hopefully it's as fun as the, Oh, Matt, Matt fraction. That's the, I just remember the author's name, the Matt fraction, uh, comic book. So that, that comic book series was a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's comedy. It made fun of the fact that, yeah, dude was really did just have like freaking a bow and arrows, but, um, yeah. So I think that's kind of what they're going for um maybe they'll pull it off maybe they won't uh who knows so we'll, we'll see uh I, I think if anything it's obviously they're trying to pull off or at least uh, uh I'm, I'm not sure what the word i'm looking for but they're introducing a lot of young characters a lot of young characters for either replace the old avengers or whatnot so uh, this is basically just a continuity of it you know so black widow's got a new uh black widow with yelena uh, i don't know if Haley Haley stanfield is going to be replacing hawkeye in the long run but we'll see <laughs> I I like the aesthetics of the of the uh of the trailer so far. It seems interesting. Um, I'm really interested to see what Rogers the musical is all about because that's what everybody yeah, is talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the unfortunate timing of this trailer is that it came after the movie that we're gonna talk about later came out. So anytime an MCU product shows an action sequence. It's just not going to be as good. Oh, yeah. True. Like, uh, it's just... Uh, you, you've seen... Oh, we'll talk about this later. But, like, you, you've kind of seen the... Uh, have you seen that thing where they compare the action sequences from Iron Fist to the action sequences from Shang-Chi? Oh, no. I got to look that up. That's going to be amazing it, in it, a bad way. but <laughs> it, it hurts to watch. But, yeah. like... <laughs> And then, so, like, I had that in my mind when I'm watching this one. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, Clint gets to do his little things here. Um, Still curious to see if Linda Cardellini is going to show up somehow in this thing. Because, I mean, I know she's doing, what's that other show she's on? Um, Something on Netflix with Christina Applegate. But, or Dead to Me, I think, something like that. But, uh, like, with this, it's just, uh, you know. 
just for me, it's just bad timing in terms of trying to get me excited for a trailer. When you have an interesting show like What If Now out, you had a great uh, psychological drama in Loki come out. And you had um, a pretty good action sequence in the Captain and uh, uh, Winter Soldier and, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier come out. So it's like the cross, you know, referencing that you can use is it's just, you know, just bad timing. Maybe this should have been one of the ones that came out a little bit earlier um, just because of the fact that now we get to compare it with other MCU properties and it just doesn't stand as tall right now. But we've said I've said that before for literally every MCU product that's come out and it's blown me away every time. So maybe I'll be, you know, uh, my I'll have my mind changed again. Yep. All right. So let's get to it. I guess. Uh, what's the verdict for our first look of uh, Hawkeye uh, trailer park trash or gold? Uh, I'll start. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say gold because uh, I think, like I said, I think I'm, I'm a little biased because of the fact that I love the, the com- comic book run. Why can't I speak tonight? Um, comic book run. So I'm really looking forward to how they pull it off. And not to mention, I think uh, they're also introducing or at least are rumored uh, to be introducing a lot of the street level stuff that I don't know if it's going to be like a weird soft reboot of the Netflix uh, series or whatnot, but you know, one of the, there's like a blink and you miss it. And there's a, they're, they're introducing a character called echo who's a daredevil bad guy. And um, you know, I don't know if what uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is doing on Twitter or, or his social medias, but uh, people are interpreting it that maybe the Kingpin will be making a return uh, to the MCU proper through Hawkeye. I'm not sure, but you know, he was one of the better, I mean, Daredevil out of all the Netflix uh, shows was uh, uh, amazing and had uh, above everything else quality wise. And uh, Kingpin was one of the reasons why it was so amazing. So if he comes back in this show, I'm all for it. And I think that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, so goal for me, because I am looking forward to uh, seeing the show. Um, for me, it's trailer park. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> I'll be home uh, for Christmas. I'm still stuck, to be honest with you. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to need to watch it a couple more times before I can make a decision. So I'm I'm like right in the middle at this point. OK. Uh, yeah, I'll be the other guy on the other side. Uh, for me, like I said, because of the fact that it has come out at a bad comparison time I, it's kind of trashed me and it is, doesn't look as appealing as everything else that it's come out so far but well, you know like I said my mind can change uh, and we'll see how it goes okay well yeah, sounds like good. we have a lot of things to look forward to uh, in the near future you know we have what um, Matrix is going to be coming out Christmas um, uh, yeah. HBO are we going to watch that uh, on HBO or are we going to watch that on uh, on movie theaters guys I don't know. That's a good question. Actually, I didn't know that they were. It was going to come out on HBO, but yep. um, we might. It is going to be. Uh, same, it's going to be. A, it is one of the one of their same day shows. So ah, okay, interesting. Uh, that's got to be theater for me. Like if I had watched the original Matrix on TV before I ever saw it in theaters, I would have been not as much of a fan as I am of that movie. So. Yeah, I think the experience of like when the Wachowskis do something good, not Jupiter Rising, that doesn't really count. But um, when when they do something that you know you can actually stick to, that's not Speed Racer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Actually, wait a minute, take it back because I like Speed Racer. I was I gonna like, say it was actually, I like yeah. Speed Racer. I thought it was Speed, fairly perfectly cromulent. It wasn't Speed amazing, Ra- but <laughs> Speed Racer in theaters was magnificent. So if you can take that experience and translate it into the matrix series then that's a definite theater for me like as big as the tvs are here 
and as great as this digital sound is and everything like nothing beats the theater experience and it's just for me deserves feels like it deserves to be seen in theater so gotcha and you know if harold can score one more playstation 5 uh that makes two uh, me and me and lewis with uh, two PlayStations and all of us can play together uh, whatever game it is in the near future. Uh, but, um, you know, as uh, next thing that we're going to be doing is going to be our main meat and potatoes for our episode. And the Herald kind of already referenced it. Um, and I started it off. We are going to be talking about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, however you want to however you want to uh, pronounce the show, um, you know, we are going to be talking about it. As usual, we're going to start off with my favorite part of the, the show, which is oh, going Lord. to be Lewis trying to explain to us what the premise of the show is. So Lewis, Lewis, I keep forgetting the name of this yes. damn thing. Lewis. It is lose views for Shang Chi. Are we still going for the uh, two minutes? Because I, I think I yeah, can do we're it. going two minutes. We like I, his... I, I gave you I, I was I gave you too much confidence and hope last time, <laughs> um, and you like just like pooped all over my expectations. So we're I we're know. going back to two minutes. All right, I'm gonna try to be as fast as the roaring river or whatever it is, <laughs> and, and try to get Shang Chi. Lose views in under two minutes. Ready? Three, two, one, and go. All right. So we are introduced to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The movie starts with the background of our main antagonist, Wen Wu. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, a thousand-year-old freaking emperor who is actually the head of the Ten Rings uh, terrorist organization, which has been teased since freaking Iron Man, the uh, first movie, uh, and throughout you know the MCU for uh, the last few years. So... We finally get an explanation that they are indeed a terrorist organization who has been around for centuries, uh, accumulating wealth and becoming basically an underground uh, hydra. Uh, we are introduced to Wenwu, the, the uh, father figure and the main uh, leader, as well as the wielder of the legendary Ten Rings, the newest MacGuffin to, to be introduced to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a uh, an unknown, basically, source of power that can be uh, used as a weapon, as a freaking uh, jumping a pogo stick, as well as a shield and whatever else uh, Wenwu wanted to use it for. He falls in love with a mysterious woman from a uh, mysterious city called uh, Talo and they elope have two beautiful children who one of them becomes our hero Shang-Chi who goes to America to assassinate a um, uh, yeah to, to on an assassination mission uh, he unfortunately does not follow through with it and decides to just go into hiding as a uh, as a plain uh, immigrant uh, Sean so he where he meets makes friends uh, with Katie uh, played by Aquafina uh, Shang-Chi uh, of course grows up to be uh, Simulu, uh, sorry, played by Simulu. And through many uh, MacGuffins, he has to basically reconcile and gets back with his father and his sister, who he had a, an incredible falling out with after the death of their mother. Uh, through many wonderful, well-choreographed fight scenes that I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, Shang-Chi goes back to the mystical city of... Uh, uh, shoot. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Uh, where he, uh, where the movie turns a freaking 180 and turns into a Dragon Ball or uh, 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 an incredible mythical uh, series. And there are dragons, monsters, and many tentacles and souls being sucked 
Uh, at the end of the day, uh, Shang-Chi wins, uh, beats the Soul Eater, uh, unfortunately at the cost of his father's life. But he and his sister make up, and we are introduced to Shang-Chi, the new master of the Ten Rings, and possibly our newest Avenger. And that's it for Lose Views for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Burp, burp, burp. Two minutes, of- 30 seconds. Not Dang it. I paused with Talo because I could not freaking remember his name. That was... <laughs> that was- I can't believe you didn't go with the easiest joke that I thought of right when you were saying it was so they elope from <laughs> Talo. So they telope. Telope. <laughs> Stupid. No. no. <laughs> well, That's why you do the comedy, man. <laughs> at, at least at least they didn't bring their um their um uh their their mom's o- older sister. Because that would be antelope. <laughs> also, oh, man. can can we set a challenge for the next lose views? Please, what's it? Can can you do the next lose views for an MCU product without using the word MacGuffin? Oh, dude, oh he's gonna explode! <laughs> I'm just gonna quit, dude. Because <laughs> Eternals looks like just hella MacGuffin, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Everything about like, Eternals. Why, like, why do you think? Why do you think his favorite uh, movie theater is the one in Porter Ranch right now? Because there's a freaking bar that's that's called MacGuffin in it. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> oh, I thought he only went to McDonald's so we can ha- order the egg MacGuffin. <laughs> egg MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, a very nice loose views. Thank loose. you, sir. I try. I try. Okay, so uh, let's go with initial. Um, our initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Um, let's see who wants to go first. Um, anybody here with burning desire to uh, to, <laughs> to share? I'll go first. Okay, um, go ahead, H. I think we don't really discuss this too much here, but the other guys here know that I am a big fan of uh, Chinese kung fu cinema. Mm-hmm. Like in the early two thousands and later, even up until maybe like recently, I used to just go to Chinatown and go to Little Tokyo and buy the latest Kung Fu movies. Uh, anything pretty much starring Donnie Yen or Jackie Chan or Jet Li. I know that's being very unspecific, but there's a lot of movies <laughs> or and um, uh, the guys who created Challenge Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle. Like Off the top of my head, I'm really blanking on his name right now. But like those movies were always so great because they had great storylines, but some of the best fight scenes that I've ever seen in my life. And you never in any MCU movie besides anything that starred Captain America had realistic fight scenes that were actually good. Like there were some good stuff in Winter Soldier, um, but no good hand to hand act like you never believed that Steve Rogers can actually throw down. Like even technically when he was fighting GSP, and the fact that he beat GSP still blows my mind. But I mean, you had a top level world renowned martial artist fighting Steve Rogers and the fight scene didn't come out as good as it could have been. And then literally the very first fight scene that you have with Wen Wu and the other, the other dynasties that he's battles that right away takes you into a new level of fight sequences and act and sequences that had never before been seen in MCU because it's always been like I I mentioned earlier like even in the Spider-Man games one man versus a bunch of faceless thugs and it's like 
yeah, that's cool. But it's literally just like, um, you know, when Thor comes out in um, Infinity War and he does uh, Bring Me Thanos and he destroys everybody. So that's cool. But like hand to hand, you never got a really good uh, depiction of what real good hand to hand uh, fighting looks like. And right away, this movie shows you that this isn't going to be your typical MCU movie. We're going to actually do legit fight scenes. And like that fight scene on the bus was the like, I mean, besides the opening, which was pretty cool, but like that fight scene on the bus and the very first fight between Wenwu and his wife, Lee, like, you know, having Tai Chi actually being used, you know, and actual martial arts being displayed correctly for the first time in any kind of, um, you know, MCU movie. It blew my mind. And I was like, dude, is the rest of the movie going to be like this where they're actually going to have good fight scenes? And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe not. And then it just continued. And then it was like the fight scene in the nightclub, very like just as fantastic. And then everything else. Yes. The very last battle is your typical MCU battle, which is kind of disappointing, but that scene where, you know, Shang-Chi fights his dad for just a few minutes there. That took me back to hero. Like when Tony Leung fought Jet Li and hero, which is a movie that nobody besides people who actually watch martial arts movies or has been convinced by people who watch martial arts movies to watch has ever talked about. And it's like, I, I watched the movie with um, like some of my friends and the dude that I was with was like, you know, Hey, have you ever seen Ip Man? And I was like, dude, I saw it like before that came, like became popular, you know, how douchey I am with like martial arts, stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, but Donnie Yen did more stuff before Ip Man. And it's not as popular and it's not as different as Ip Man is, but there's fight scenes that Donnie Yen did and like Iron Monkey and like, um, uh, can you, uh, what's uh, Once Upon a Time in China when he fought like uh, Jet Li and stuff. I was like, dude, those are the scenes that you never imagined would ever be put in a MCU movie. And then here we have it. And they did a decent job and they never did too much wire work, which is always something that I'm always like very particular about because sometimes it takes you out of the movie. This time it would have been appropriate because, yeah, you are fighting in a um, superhero kind of world, but they didn't do it. And they kept the strictly very uh, strict martial arts. And it was, oh, man, it blew my mind. Like we talk about how before uh, Dennis, myself and our friend Janelle, like as, as younger people, we used to do martial arts and then Dennis and Janelle and um, Dennis's wife, they continue to do it. But like I'd still as much as I'm not into that world anymore, personally, like I've always been fascinated with the potential that uh, could come out with action sequences that were done by things that we've actually learned. And it was like that this whole movie was basically that. So um, kudos to them on that. Um, it was like the training sequences from Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, except, you know, Shang-Chi actually learns how to do stuff. <laughs> They should do it. So, yeah, dude, um, I can't, I couldn't have put it better, H. I think you hit it on the head, dude. Like, this, this just, this movie just felt different off the bat. You're right. Like, from that first sequence of like Tony Leung and his uh, majestically, even though it's a wig, long hair, like, you could feel that it was different off the bat. Like, the trailers, obviously, yes, it's a, it's a typical trailer for Marvel movies. But when you're in the theater and you see it happening and you can see, like, you can tell that Tony Lung is that amazing. Like I, I, I gotta be honest. Like I think you actually turned me on to Hero years ago, dude. I was telling my sons, my kids, that like one of the few kung fu DVDs I have here is Hero that I bought from 
Chinatown. I think it was after you told me, like, it's only there. So I think I, I remember seeing, I still remember those summers, dude, when we were, when we would watch Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer at Dennis's old place or, you know, at your place or whatnot and just having our minds blown. And like, yeah, a decade, you know, decades later, we're seeing it on the big screen with like this uh, Marvel slash Disney budget behind it. And it's amazing. Like all the fight scenes before and to come forward, like you talked about in Hawkeye, it's going to be up to a different standard now, dude, because like uh, Simu and Tony Leung and, and everybody else in that cast, like they pulled it off amazingly. And like kudos to, to this uh, new director, uh, uh, Creed Breton. Um, I, Did I, you just call him Creed Breton? What's his name? Something Breton, dude. <laughs> Is he the guy from the, the guy office? From the office? <laughs> my bad dude but um anyway the director i mean uh, i looked it up before but um he actually doesn't have a lot of movies under his belt yet like he it feels like he knocked this first one out out the park so like kudos to him for pulling off something amazing and and, and incredible so yeah you already said everything great so uh off the bat uh great uh great stuff for me um yeah echo everything but the one thing that i liked and it's going to be 50-50 because um, it also leads to my next section where I ask if there's anything that you like. I like the characterization of of everybody. Like you, it's it's rare that you you actually care about the side characters, you know, um, where they were actually able to focus on Katie. They were able to focus on the the sister. They were able to focus on the dad, you know, all, all these. Uh, they were able to focus on. You know, like a lot and a lot of people. So the characters that are surrounding them um, became an ensemble cast instead of just one guy and everybody, you know, like if you think about if you think about Black Panther, you know, um, in the end, it really is just about Black Panther. Um, yeah, you have Shuri. Yeah, you have, you know, um, uh, the, the British uh, or the, um, the British American guy. I don't know. Um, you know. You have all these side characters. But in the end, it really is about um, about Black Panther. And I felt that uh, one of the biggest strengths here is that all throughout you started really caring about um, the other characters to the point where. No, near the end, you're able to cheer when, you know, um, when uh, Katie is able to make that improbable shot. You're able to cheer when you see, um, you know, Shang-Chi's sister on the dragon, realizing that she she's, you know, she has the heart of a dragon as well. You know, all, all those moments um, really added up to what uh, to, I thought was really, really good movie. Um, you know, action sequence, great. But uh, the characterization and the fact that, you know, representation, you, you, I think, um, you know, my daughter, this is the first MCU movie that she actually sl- didn't sleep through at any point. She <laughs> actually was engaged throughout the whole movie. Um, and I think part of it, it really was because she kept on talking about the girls, you know, she got to talk about um, the sister and how cool she was and everything. And she was able to see a part of herself in the, the, the character. And so made it, uh, made it something special. So I thought that was a really good and really important um, uh, factor in Shang-Chi over here. Um, before we start, um, you know, um, uh, praising it um, uh, uh, even further, were, were there any things that you thought was um, problematic or needed work or just, you know, you know, not every uh, unless this is the perfect MCU movie. Was there anything that you guys felt um, that um, that might have fallen a little flat? Um, I'll start 
because I I, I kind of started it off with with myself. You know, um, the fact that they spent so much time with all the side characters, I felt that Shang-Chi was actually less developed than I, I hoped for, you know, um, and to the point where it was almost like, you know, Simu Liu did a real, I, I thought did a great job. Uh, considering this is his bi- first big, um, first big like you know gig, except for like, you know those like free photos that everybody has now um, on their computers. Um, but this is this is his first gig. But it was almost as if, at least for me, it was almost as if Disney was scared, and this is just my interpretation of it. Disney was kind of scared to try to make Simu. Lou, um, you know, carry the movie to the point where he needed other people there. Uh, see, you, yeah. you know, um, to the point where even though I thought it was great, the fact that for um, the, the people that that one person that has some of the more memorable lines is um, is the Mandarin himself, the the, the original Mandarin. You know, it's, it's so it's like. You can't you you can't get this guy to emote. Fine, we'll 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 have like you know the sister do the emoting. Uh, you know maybe he can't do slapstick, so we'll get the Mandarin to do it. So it was almost like they needed other people to surround him. So yes, it elevated everybody else around. But at least for me, it's kind of sad that I think they could have done something more with um, Shang Chi's character. To the point where it was, he was almost vanilla to, to almost like he needs another movie to actually focus on him instead of everybody else, you know. Um, and you know, the the last thing I think for me uh, was I, I, I was struggling with it at the beginning, like when, after I watched it, um, you know, I, I found myself ta- saying to my wife, oh, it, you know, it, it was refreshing that they that they didn't have to have a um, like a romantic, like a romantic as uh, like um, angle to it, mm-hmm. you know that uh, that Aquafina and Shang Chi, uh, you know, or, or Simulu never uh, got together or something like that. But then I was thinking that the same thing is like, wait a minute, did they do it again? Where you have an Asian American actor, <laughs> and yet you and you don't put you don't make him into, well, I hate to call it, but a sexual being. You know, you you don't you don't uh, emphasize that where every everywhere else, you know, you have Thor, you have, um, you know, Steve Rogers. You you focus on the uh, the the their sexuality, yet you have, you know, maybe one moment uh, where he takes his, his shirt off and that was it, and you don't even get like a, a, a emo- you don't even get like a love story or anything. Nobody at at the end, nobody thinks that he's hot in the movie. You know, even his even Aquafina's character is like, oh, he has a nice bud. That's it. He's still my friend. <laughs> yeah, so, it's 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 that that is one of the things I really thought about in that like. Uh, Shang-Chi seems to be the very only character to ever be friend-zoned in any of the MCU movies. And then I always think about uh, Romeo Must Die. Yeah. And remember Romeo Must Die? It's like you have Jet Li destroying two families, basically being the one guy who's like, yeah, I I run this whole thing. And what does he get from Aaliyah at the very end? A hug, a hug. <laughs> and I was like, "That's such a, a burn," hug. but it and it only happens to the Asian guys. So it's like, yeah, it's the double-edged sword where 
we get a lot of the things that we we kind of never thought that we'd ever possibly see in any kind of MCU. Like if you take out this property, there's hardly anything besides Wong. And of course, being that, you know, the MCU has no creativity, Wong has to make uh, an appearance in this movie because, you know, you see other Asians, so he has to be there too. So like, is it a... It's always that good first step then that we got the kind of visibility that was actually never supposed to be happening for uh, Asian Americans in the MCU. But like Dennis said, at the same time, you have it where, again, not looked at as any kind of sexual being and just being some kind of dude who just happens to be there. And it's like, besides that, I'm with Dennis again agreeing in the fact that the first first two thirds of the movie I thought they did a great job with the Shang-Chi, char- Shang-Chi character. But when they started doing the stuff where he interacts with his dad, that's when he falls to becoming a secondary character. Yep. Because from then on, it's more about his dad. And you can't help it because Tony Leung is freaking magnetic. Like in everything that that guy does. And like I was telling Lewis, like besides Hero, the dude was in Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs one of the best movies not even just like movie you know uh like a foreign movie yeah Yeah. one of the best movies i've ever seen like i until people were like hey have you ever seen this movie and i was like "Eh, i'm not gonna get into it because it's not so much if it's gonna be a a chinese movie it should have some kind of kung fu in it and this movie doesn't that movie didn't but it had such a good story like it was so good that they obviously had to steal the whole idea for the departed for it and if you ever watch those movies back to back that movie craps all over the departed because that movie is all about like, Oh, will he, won't he, you know, like so much, uh, so much backdoor espionage in that movie. And then this one, it's like the uh, betrayals are upfront and you never see anything coming. And that's a more interesting way of doing it. Things when you do things more subtly, instead of how they did it with the departed. But from then on, I was like, dude, this guy's awesome. And then there, I was like, isn't this guy might be, or at the same time, he was in hero. And I was like, do an do a serious drama with not a lot of action sequences do a movie where i didn't know he did any kind of martial arts and does pretty much the best fight in that movie yeah besides with donnie yen which if we're being honest that was such a ripoff of a fight because you had the opportunity to have a good fight with the two greatest in my opinion greatest action stars uh kung fu wise not because jackie chan doesn't really Jackie Chan does both comedy and kung fu, mm-hmm. so it's like even when he had his fights with either of those guys, they were never the greatest. But anytime you're supposed to have Donnie Yen and Jet Li fight each other, those are supposed to be epic. So it's kind of robbed a little bit in Hero with that. But that's besides the point. Again, going back to Shang Chi, yeah, having uh, Ben Kingsley come back in was okay. The two cameos in the movie that really threw me off was A, having Ben Kingsley, because I never thought that character would ever be re-explored ever again. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, I didn't know, like, I, I love going into movies, like I said, not knowing anything. I didn't know both Ronnie Chang and Michelle Yeoh were in this movie. So obviously, oh. <laughs> if there's just going to be an Asian anything in any movie, Michelle Yeoh is going to be in it, because they, yeah. can't, they can't make stuff without it. Like, the other one token Asian in Gunpowder Milkshake, who are going to give it to? Yeah. And then, you know... If you're going to make someone the crazy rich Asian, it might as well be her. But like Ronnie Chang, who's like, you know, does his comedy on the, you know, whatever shows like having him show up as a random 
like uh, not like a side character, but like um, assistant technically to Shi Ling, who's a, a Shang Chi's sister, and be like the dude that he first meets in, uh, you know, wherever they are, and and he meets his sister for the first time, and as an adult, I was like, oh. I kind of I just got surprised. I was like, "Oh, dude, Ronnie Chang's in this movie!" So, you know, having two members of the uh, Crazy Rich Asians cast, um, it seems very typical, but at the same time, I think kind of necessary. So that was yeah. kind of fun. Maybe they got like really good agents, dude. It's like <laughs> you need uh, agents for your American uh, movie. We got you. I guess uh, unfortunately, Tia Carrera might have been busy that week or so. Well, it's because she's Filipino. So like, I know. <laughs> they, as, as usual, there's Filipinos in Macau, right? <laughs> yeah, but like. That you never see them because they're working like you know dfw so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um for me dude uh, so dennis asked a question like what was uh, what part of the movie kind of threw us off or it wasn't as uh as great as we would have thought is uh, uh honestly as uh, I, I think i premised already on lose views but i loved how the beginning of the movie uh, yes of course it's comic book it's marvel freaking uh an avengers a marvel movie but um you know it started off pretty grounded with like a lot of the martial arts like being hand to hand and like yes even though the weapons were like dragon scale or whatever it was still very like you know it was still very tactical like you still feel it so i think the one part that kind of threw me off was the last act like the fact that they introduced a enormous like uh you know freaking kaiju like uh uh, almost like uh you know lo- lovecraftian freaking monster in from the depths um kind of threw me off a little bit because i thought we were trying to leading into a like a more like traditional uh, not traditional per se but like I, I guess i was kind of expecting that it was going to be a little hand-to-hand kind of between father and son kind of dynamic at the end or at least that was going to be the resolution which i guess in retrospect from, from a storytelling perspective like we've already talked about how tony Leung i think was freaking uh, amazing in this movie and like if if the audience member didn't follow in love with him uh you might want to get your pulse check because like yes he was the bad guy yes he was a terrorist uh when uh and whatnot but at the same time like dude had a heart and dude is just an amazing actor so like yeah you, you really felt for him and you almost never really felt mad or got mad at him so like yeah so i, I think that was the only part that really kind of threw me off was that yeah we were setting up towards like a more grounded i mean as grounded as a freaking marvel movie can be grounded ending but then you ended up like fighting uh, this ginormous kaiju so uh but yeah i guess that was the, really the only thing that kind of threw me off and yes uh, obviously the whole like I'm digging that or like it would have been nice if they had like a platonic relationship in literally any other MCU movie, but to do it with the one that's like predominantly Asian cast, I'm like, oh come on, dude. <laughs> it's like of course the guy doesn't get the girl, but you know, maybe we'll we'll find it in the sequel and uh yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Um before we end, I think you know, I I kind of don't want to stop with uh, things that are bad. Um Harold already kind of talked about one of the greatest things that happened in the show, um, which is the uh the the bus fight. Um what were some yes. other what were some other moments that stood out to you that you know that that made this a a great movie, maybe this, maybe made this different. Um I, I gotta tell you, I was kind of iffy about Aquafina. Um, <laughs> but turned out i actually liked aquafina in that role like i was trying to figure out how can aquafina fit in the mcu okay it, it, it answered me it was almost like it was almost like um you know shang chi was shrek and aquafina was donkey you know it it it, it, 
you're saying her teeth are messed up, bro? I mean, no, but it's just like, you know, it's like this brooding character. And I mean, hell, like even in Shrek, there was that moment where Shrek goes, you know, I'm going. And, you know, Donkey goes, no, I'm okay, but I'm going to go with you. That's the same exact moment yeah. in Shang-Chi where Aquafina <laughs> ended up on that plane. Yeah. What's you know? up on the plane? I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. So it's like, oh, okay, Eddie Murphy. Great job. Um, <laughs> you know, and so Aquafina in that in that role, I thought was 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 really good. Um, and but it uh, the thing that I liked about her is that it had its highs and lows. You know, you had it's not what it, it just wasn't comedy. But in the end, you still even Aquafina's character, Katie, actually came out, came out in the end with a story, with a with a life lesson that she actually learns, you know, and it's something that I was not expecting. And in the end, where right before, you know, right before she takes that shot and, you know, I've, I forgot the line, but it's something like if, you know, if you never. Uh, you know, if, if you never take, take the shot or something, you'll never miss or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, it, man. Basically said the Michael Jordan thing the or the Michael Scott thing. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's amazing. Like, I, I liked it. So at least for me, one of the, the, the bright spots of that movie, aside from fights and everything, was actually I can't believe it. Aquafina. <laughs> you know what I was going to say? You know what I thought going into the ending of the movie? where it was revealed that uh, Shang-Chi was supposed to go to America to assassinate the guy who killed his mother. Spoiler alert, obviously, guys. If you mm. haven't figured that out by now. But I thought it was going to be her grandpa. Yes. I was also expecting that kind of. Like, I thought that was going to be the big reveal. It's like, I killed your grandpa. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so me like, being nice to your family was a ruse. <laughs> yeah, because like they never showed who his target was supposed to be. And they never showed him if he did or did. he said he did it, but like, yeah, you, you, right. you never really think. So I was going to be like, oh, dude, if that's the if that had been the turn, that would have I don't know what it would have done with the movie, because the you know, the the ending where you have her doing the things that she finally gets a chance to do, where it's it's literally the most Asian thing where it's like. Yeah, your parents are disappointed in you. <laughs> so it's like, of course, the one movie where they have the parents being disappointed in all the life choices that you make happens to be the Asian one. So, yeah, maybe they are going a little too hard in the stereotypical way for Asians in this movie in particular. But like the message still resonates to a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I finally I'm, I'm doing the thing that I, I, I actually love doing and and the thing that I wanted to do. And it ends up being one of the saving graces for everybody. So, yeah, having her character there, I, I'm with Dennis here. I didn't think she was going to fit well into this thing. But at the same time, she got to be her own character. And her character was still, you know, her doing the, the Hotel California stuff killed me every time. Um, and then having that be the bookend of that's the song that they sing with Wong at karaoke was you know, one of the best chef's kisses that they've ever had in the MCU. <laughs> and, you know, them just doing karaoke in general because... Asian, because Asian, because <laughs> Asian, exactly. Um, for for me, dude, I think one of the best parts uh would have to be the introduction of uh Layla Le- Leko, Leko's character when when uh when yeah when we and them get together. Like it could have been um, 
a recipe for a really bad introduction or like a the Kevin Smith uh, Smith Kevin Smith Kevin um, Smith Kevin Smith yeah we're all about accents today um you know that that whole meat cute thing that he likes to use um so you know that whole interaction where it got a little you know, uh, Crouching Tiger and all that stuff where, yeah, like, uh, I think Harold already premised, or Dennis, I'm sorry, but they, they actually used Tai Chi in, like, a, an applicable, a applicable scene, and it was, like, it was supposed to be, like, a confrontation, it turned romantic, and it really, like, yeah, so it almost made sense in the end where, like, it, when Wenwu would literally, like, freaking uh, unleash a, a monster just because he was so in love with this woman and from just that one scene you can really tell it's like it's just a well choreographed well done well dressed like a uh, whole scene where like these two uh, amazing martial artists are doing this dance and like you can't help but think like yeah these two are totally in love and it, it was just a great introduction so I feel like if that was if that scene was done right or incorrectly or if it was too long or too short or it didn't do what it was supposed to do, the whole movie would have kind of fallen apart. Because like it, obviously the whole premise of the movie is you know Shang Chi and his, or her sister trying to fight her dad or their dad who was just trying to get his wife back. If you don't get that reaction or if you go, don't get that feeling as a, as an audience, like it kind of falls apart. So yeah, I think that was one of the great first scenes. Because I, I mean yes, I absolutely love the bus scene too. Because that I think that set the tone. But Harold already talked about that so uh, i think this is one of my favorite scenes too is, is just the two of them going uh, at it and again I, I i hate to say that this almost turned into like what Her what dennis already said like shang chi did get he got a, a solid introduction but like i i feel like this was maybe a two or three scenes away from becoming like the mandarin movie and you know the mandarin and the legend of the ten rings because like it, it uh, Tony Lung like totally stole the movie from me. Like uh, almost every other scene, I'm like, I'm almost looking forward to like, when's he gonna come back to the scene? Like, let's move on to the next one and let's just get back to him. Like, let, let's talk about, let's give him more stuff. But um, yeah, so a, a really great, well done movie, uh, well cast. I think that's the that's the beauty of it too. I think what threw me off more than anything with Tony Leung being in the movie is that he looks so much like my uncles. <laughs> like. I, I, I texted one of my buddies because he looks just like him. Like if my buddy had hair, he'd look like uh, Wen Wu. And I was like, hey, man, I just got out of the movie that you're in. You're fantastic. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I put his picture next to Tony Leung's picture in our group chat. And everyone was like, holy crap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, <laughs> they're like, in five years, you're going to look just like that guy. And I was like, yep, that's the 50 year age when all of us Filipinos turn into or all of us, all of us Asians turn into an Asian uncle. So like, yeah. One day yeah. you're 20, and then the next you're 60 years old. Dude. <laughs> exactly. One day then, you're 20, next year you're driving a really, really fast car. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know what's, what's beautiful, though? I give it up to whoever the set designer or creation and, or the people who created that moving forest. Mm, that yeah. was gorgeous. Like, it was so believable that there was a forest that was alive that could technically... You know, if you don't get it at the right moment, that it's going to eat you. Yeah. And then like, you know, oh, getting destroyed by it. And then I was just like. Look, it, it could never have ending been... story did it already. OK, yeah, but <laughs> I know it did, but it wasn't as it didn't look as good. Also, didn't have Ben Kingsley with a butt faced, uh, <laughs> you know, animal in there. And, you know. Maybe I... the greatest callback of all time. And I thought it was going to be a one-minute joke. Nope. But he ended up being a character that sustained all the way through. Yeah. 
And then him, him actually playing dead, acting dead was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Next to people who are actually dead. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so wrong. Acting. Acting. <laughs> like, you know, Ben Kingsley, the guy played Gandhi and won an Academy Award for that. <laughs> and you have him being a complete farce of himself. And it worked so beautifully. Yeah. Um, one thing that I like, I, I was really disappointed in, and I knew it couldn't happen. But near the end, like uh, near, near the end, where um, you know Shang Chi is up in there, and he's he flies up in there, and he's on the way down, and he uses the ten rings to kind of like capture the, uh, the the bad the bad guy. I really thought he was going to do the God Fist or the Buddha Palm from. Uh, <laughs> From, from Kung Fu Hustle, because if that happened, falling. it would it would have been amazing. I, I mean, there's I, plenty of references already to all the freaking things already in this movie. So yeah, what what's one more, right? Like, I, so I was telling Dennis and Lewis before we started recording this, and as a great you know um, reference or reverence towards classical not even classical, but just a great Chinese American or Kung Fu movies. Shang-Chi has a poster of Kung Fu Hustle in his room. Yeah. (laughs) And then the landlord from Kung Fu Hustle ends up being a general in Talo. And it's like, I didn't catch it at first, but as soon as he like started, had his, like when he started smiling, I was like, dude, it's him. (laughs) And I was like, and, I don't know what his powers are going to be in this one. If he gets punched in the face, maybe he's going to like, you know, somehow bend his body before he gets contacted <laughs> with it, which would have been the greatest callback of all time and would have yeah. put the Trevor Slattery stuff to shame. But like, oh man, it, it, it just, when you have someone like the director, like you said, what's his name? Uh, Creed Breton. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Destin, not even close, dude. Destin Daniel Cretton. Cray Creighton. He's a Cretton. But like um, to have that kind of respect for movies in the past that were somehow able to, um, you know, influence the the product that you ended up actually doing. It's always kind of a nice thing to see. So good on them for doing that. Okay, well, it looks like we are near the end of our episode. As usual with movies like this, we tend to give it our rating. And of course, our rating is really unique because it took us three years to actually (laughs) finally find some sort of a rating system. So, Louis, why don't you explain to our audience what our movie rating system sounds like? All right. So for our reviews, uh, the bottom of the barrel, the worst of the worst, we call El Terrible. You got to be saying El Terrible. Uh, for the middle of the ground, not perfect, not gr- not horrible. Uh, we're looking at crumb. Actually, it looks like we, I think last time we had two tiers of it now. Uh, uh, cromulent and then uh, a little bit better than that is perfectly cromulent. And then the best of the best gets the Jeff Winger guarantee. So there you go. Um, I guess if I may start, guys, I I don't think I've given this grade yet of the few movies that we've reviewed using this new system of ours. But uh, Shang-Chi, I actually saw this twice uh, because I liked it so much. So this actually gets the Jeff Winger guarantee. 
So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I highly recommend it to anybody who even remotely likes movies. Like, I think you'd get a kick out of this. So, uh, kick out of it. But um, I think, but also, I think it actually has to do with, um, Harold mentioned it earlier, and it reminds me of our review of the Black Widow movie from a few months ago or a few weeks ago. Um, but I think seeing it in theaters, I think, really helped. Um, I think back when we reviewed Black Widow, uh, Harold actually gave Black Widow the Jeff Winger guarantee because, yeah, he liked it, or uh, maybe it's the fact that he saw it in theaters versus myself who saw it at home. Um, but I think, yeah, dude, like, move, there are things or there are movies that has to be seen in the theater. Like, I, in retrospect, I kind of regret seeing uh, Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad uh, at home because I think that deserved the whole, not, not necessarily IMAX, but the whole, like, uh, theater-going experience. So I think really seeing Shang-Chi in theaters really helped elevate the experience. Um, I, and I'm trying to, obviously, I can't go back in time and rewatch it from home or, uh, or compare the experience from watching it from home versus in the theater. But, yeah, I think this is definitely the kind of thing that you have to go see in the theater and uh, in, in the surround sound and the big screen with a bucket of hot, warm popcorn in your lap and just enjoying it with your friends. So, yep, Jeff Winger guarantee for Shang-Chi. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what's the, uh, since our the, since the inception of our guarantee? What's the highest one we have? We gotten more than one Jeff Winger. No, no. I think we've only had one. It's Jeff It's usually Winger just me, Jeff Winger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff yeah. Winger, and uh, uh, we've had a lot of cromulent ones, but that's it. You know what? I, I'm gonna have to go, and maybe it's because of the movie theater experience. But you know, I'm gonna have to go with the Jeff Winger guarantee. All right. I thoroughly enjoy this movie, um, even with my, you know, uh, even even though I have to have those uh, negative comments to it um, at the end of the day. Is this something that I want to go watch again? Definitely. I mean, I only watched it yesterday, so it's it's kind of impossible for me to have watched it again since it's a Monday. But um, given a chance, I'm going to honestly want to try to watch it in the movie theaters again. And once it comes out, Disney Plus, definitely going to have to watch it again. Um, I'm going to have to give it a, a Jeff Winger guarantee for Shang-Chi, um, the, 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 the quest for love and, uh, and uh, relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to give Shang-Chi and the friend zone. Uh... <laughs> and the two hour friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> and the denied as usual Asian guy. Um <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like I like I've been saying, I, I'm with Lewis. I've actually seen this movie twice. Uh, watching the movie the first time, <laughs> before we get into my review, really quickly, um, don't pay for the prime theater seating at AMC. It is a waste of extra five dollars. <laughs> because <laughs> save it, it for something. Save it for just regular digital because all it does is add an extra punch. Um, but the base was not too deep in this movie because people were actually getting punched in the face. So no one makes a uh, base. Are you saying they have people. high voices, Lewis? I mean, Harold. Yeah. <laughs> what a you stereotype. Know. But also the only movie series that ever does base in punches is the Indiana Jones series. Um, for everybody else, it, it, it seems pretty more uh, accurate that the, the punches sound higher. So you're paying for extra, really nothing in this thing. But anyways, definitely the winger guarantee definitely if you have the chance watch it in digital high digital sound this movie was made for theaters this movie was made for the theater experience 
if this is the movie that gets other people to be interested in Kung Fu cinema, this is a complete success. Because as of now, it's still the number one movie. And that's always yeah. a good thing to hear, um, especially when it's, you know, they're not so much taking a chance because it is a name, it is linked for the, the Marvel name. But to have an Asian American cast or an, an Asian cast for primarily Asian, not even Asian American, like um, it's it's groundbreaking. And like I said, if you only know Michelle Yeoh and you only know if you only know Michelle Yeoh from Crazy Rich Asians and you don't know all the great things that she's done with martial arts before this. If you only knew Simu Lu from uh, Kim's Convenience, know that this is a completely different version of the guy. Uh, he does get to do some comedic stuff. He does get to show his comedy side for just a little bit, not as much as we might have hoped because coming as, a, as uh, a main character in a comedy, you kind of would have expected more. But this is a Marvel action movie, so he doesn't get as much chance to do that. And you'd hardly get that chance anymore. It's not the Marvel movies are movie or cinematic uh, experiences. They're not so much action movies. This is a complete action movie. Mm-hmm. This is no doubt. I know we're giving it the winger guarantee. My, I'm pretty sure top five MCU movie that I've seen because it was so much fun to watch. Like all the other movies are great when they have, when the cast gets to have fun and everybody gets to enjoy the experience and seeing Kung Fu, seeing uh, martial arts, being uh spotlighted in a comic book movie was so uh satisfying to me so wing i guarantee um it's funny that you bring uh, michelle yo and we might have to do an uh, an episode with just her because you think about it she has been part of almost every uh, no i wouldn't say almost every but major you know franchises you know, you 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 now you bring her into the MCU. Uh, she was already in the she was already in start the the Star Trek universe. Um, she was a Bond girl. She was a know, Bond girl. Oh, know, that's true. And, and, and so at least in the in the American you know um, uh, cinema, you already have Michelle Yeoh out there. Um, the only thing she needs to do is do a Star Wars movie or TV show, <laughs> and she is pretty much done. You know. She she has done everything. She's she's gonna get the um, the the egot. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> yes, but we'll have to come up with a different name, of, of course. Yeah. Um, pop, yeah. Really quickly though, it was just how awesome would it have been? I know she's in everything already, and we we talk about her all the time. But if Ming Na Wen had been in this somehow, or if and this was my fantasy casting, if they had chosen. Uh, Zhang Ziyi to be in this movie. I thought you just. Because, I thought you said Cho Zen was in the movie. I was like, whoa, Cho Zen was in the movie. <laughs> Bolo Young, he could have played the general because Bolo Young is that old nowadays. <laughs> but like, you know, would the general have removed his uh, pecs though? Uh, <laughs> we don't know because he was wearing armor. But but Cho Zen's thing would have been. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's the end of our episode. Um, I truly hope you enjoyed our, our, our show. You know, if you have any other you know, comments, please uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think. Um, if you want to hear if, uh, of our or listen to our all our old episodes, you can take a look at the two fanboys, one casual.podbean.com for all of our content. 
And on Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual, both the main page and our fairly active uh, Facebook group with a bunch of like-minded uh, nerds, geeks, gamers, and uh, other fanboys and fangirls. And then on Twitter and Instagram, two fanboys, one casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite uh, podcast, we are there as well. And occasionally we stream on Twitch TV slash casual fanboy gaming. And we have a new game that we'd love to show you guys. And ironically enough, it does have to do with our love for Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and or Dragons. So uh, we'll be streaming that well, in the near future. So yeah. look out for that. Please. Okay, well, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed your, our episode. Um, this is two fanboys in a fucking casual. We'll see you guys next time. This is Dennis. This is Lewis.